Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another little bite-sized political podcast. And uh, yeah, I want to chat to you some more about that lab in Wuhan, China, where it all started. Yes, that's where the deadly, the most deadly virus known to man, COVID-19, SARS-CoV-2, that's where it originated, either accidentally or deliberately. It definitely, definitely came from there. Well, some so some people want you to believe, um, uh, and I've got problems with that. So I want to talk a little bit. I want to play a short clip. Uh, this is a, a test. This is a hearing happening over in the states, uh, and I well, we'll play a little bit of it. Then I want to talk about it. Let me last for a couple of minutes. Listen to this. Thank you, Chairman. For two years, myself and the other Republicans on this subcommittee connected the dots. We exposed the evidence supporting our strong belief that COVID was developed and leaked from the Wuhan lab. And during those same two years, the same Democrats that sit on this committee, they only hindered, they obstructed, they refused to hold hearings and get to the truth. Now we see mounting evidence supporting the COVID-19 originated from the lab in Wuhan, China, run by the Communist Chinese uh, Party, and this hearing is about getting to the truth. I thank the chairman for making this the very first hearing because the American people who have seen just as many fellow Americans die from COVID, as nearly as many die from COVID that died in every war since the American Revolution combined deserve to know the truth. So I'll just stop it there because that's quite enough. Thank you very much. Uh, notice what she's saying. So she is 100% embracing the notion that the, the Chinese Communist Party, the wicked Chinese Communist Party, were behind all of this in their Wuhan lab. Was Fauci compl complicit in helping with gain of function? All of this stuff. No, sorry, I don't buy any of this. First of all, if you go with the Wuhan lab leak, then you have to believe that there was a virus. I don't believe that there was, I think it's most unlikely there was any such virus. I think there was theatrics. I think a lot of elderly people died, but then a lot of elderly people die anyway. And when those deaths are universally badged because they happen within 28 days of a PCR test as COVID deaths, then you can certainly add up the, uh, the body toll. And then you can turn around and present that as if it really is uh, something that, you know, akin to the, uh, the, the Spanish flu. She's suggesting that as many as Americans died of COVID-19 as died in all the wars. Well, I mean, again, sorry, I can't accept that at all for one moment. Yes, there have been a lot of deaths attributed to COVID-19, but that's not the same thing as saying people died of COVID-19, especially when the uh, the definition, diagnosis of COVID-19 is so vague, so varied, changed from variant to variant. That was weird, wasn't it? Oh, yes, but that's because it was a deadly bioweapon. Really? a deadly bioweapon that apparently didn't affect the people who didn't take the vaccine for it. That's weird, isn't it, as well? And this is the whole point in all of this, that uh, I think they want to continue with this lab-like Chinese Communist Party narrative because it, it, it suits this contention that there has been a global pandemic and things could have been done differently. Maybe the Democrats handled it wrong. Maybe they didn't, whatever. Uh, they probably, actually, no, they did. Of course they did. But, but then 
if the World Health Organization comes along, which it will do in the time ahead, and says, well, we all agree that regardless of the origin story, this was a very, very bad thing. And therefore, uh, we have to um, make sure that we're well prepared for the next one so that not, not as many people will die. And that means giving us control over what happens in those circumstances. So the WHO will control the response from your government, your government and your government. Uh, we'll set the uh, rules and it'll be legally binding. That's exactly what's being discussed next month in April by the WHO. And so all of this narrative you're hearing about oh, Chinese labs and leaks and the lethality or otherwise of this vaccine, they all play into the narrative that, well, we need to have efficient people in charge to make sure when these terrible pandemics arise, we are properly equipped to deal with it and save lives. That's the fake narrative. That's the fake narrative that they want to put in place because it then establishes a global hegemony from the World Health Organization over, over all of us. And it may well be, for example, you know, I mean, they, they did say that monkeypox, they, the WHO tried to flog monkeypox as another kind of pandemic. We all laughed at it and that was okay. But if the WHO had the power that it wants, the World Health Organization could have decreed it as such and could have perhaps forced each and every one of you listening to this to take the job or lose your liberty or be restricted or be financially punished or whatever the WHO wants. That's the point in this one here. So don't be, in my it's only my opinion, so of course you don't have to agree with me, but in my opinion, be very careful that you don't follow the, this Judas, Judas goat narrative. This Judas goat narrative telling you it's about the deadly security lab in Wuhan or the wet market in Wuhan and how the Chinese exported it around the world. I think the real danger isn't a virus. It was the vaccine. And I think the people who push the vaccine more than anyone else is the World Health Organization. And that's the very organization that is that will manipulate so-called investigations like this one you've just heard to pro provide the outcome that it wants so it can gain control over us. Thanks so much for listening.